What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, I'm joined by former Patriots and now current Jets wide receiver Chris Hogan. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Just locked up here in the Ohio State dorm. No COVID action. How are you and the family doing? Everyone's doing well. Yeah, everyone's healthy. Everyone's doing good. There you go. Well, let's uh, let's kind of go back to our connection. You know, a year and a half ago, you know, you sent kind of me and my team a pump up video before we headed off to the state championship. And I remember after that, showing the whole team, we were fired up. There was uh, there was no shot. We were losing that game. We ended up winning. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Let's take let's kind of take it back to high school. You know, you're on the lacrosse field. You're killing it there. You're on the football field. You're killing it there. You know, how did you kind of make that? How did you kind of make that decision to pursue college lacrosse? instead of football? When I was in high school, um, I mean, football and lacrosse were two of my loves. Um, you know, I would say at the time, lacrosse really was something that I was excelling in a little bit more than football. And, you know, I was getting more offers uh, to play, you know, at, at a high level for lacrosse. And football, you know, I had a couple of different offers. And, you know, the people that, you know, that, that, or surrounded me and supported me, kind of pushed me. Well, not pushed me. They just kind of felt like I should go play lacrosse. I had a great opportunity to go to good schools. And, um, you know, I visited Penn State and really fell in love with the sport, but with the school and chose lacrosse to go. That You know, it was it was a up-and-coming school. Um, the program was up-and-coming. You know, they, they had a couple good years. And I was I had a chance to go play right away. And uh, so I was excited about that. And, uh yeah, I didn't regret that decision at all. Do you do you kind of remember those football offers that you got? Um, I had a couple of like smaller Division One AA schools. You know, Rutgers. You know, being from Jersey, I think uh, Kansas was one of my other ones. Okay. New Hamp, New Hampshire. Yeah. It was, so I didn't have a ton of offers. You know, it was kind of like smaller ball. I mean, I think my biggest offer probably would have been Rutgers. Um, you know, and I kind of wanted to leave home a little bit and go a little bit further away than, you know, an hour down the road to Rutgers. And, uh, you know, so I, I made the decision to go to Penn State. I mean, I went there and visited there and, you know, fell in love with the school within 24 hours. And uh, it was a no-brainer for me. That big, uh, that big school aspect. So how did you kind of get in the recruiting process with them? Did they see you at your high school or were you playing travel ball? Yeah, travel ball. I think, you know, when I, grown, when I was growing up, um, you know, I think it still is the same today, but travel ball was, was huge. Uh, you know, you didn't really do a lot with your high school in the yeah. summer. So, you know, my travel ball team in the summer, you know, we go to all these different tournaments and, um, you know, got noticed by, you know, a bunch of different schools and in my junior year. And then, uh, you know, that my whole senior year really had that to make that decision whether or not I wanted to play college lacrosse or college football. football. Um, and I really waited to the last possible second to, to make that decision just because, you know, I really, really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I went with lacrosse and uh, it was a great decision. What do you remember that deciding factor? It was tough, man. You know, I, I was torn. You know, I really, you know, I loved playing football. And, you know, I was the first in my family to go to go to college. And, uh, you know, my parents, that was the first time that, you know, they having to go through the, the recruiting process. And, you know, so they haven't really been through it before. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think they just wanted me to be happy, um, you know, where I went to school. And, you know, I just, you know, I had a great opportunity to go to Penn State and, um, you know, academically, it was going to be a great school. So that really was uh, the deciding factor for me. You know, I just I had this opportunity to go to this this 
big school and, um, you know, have a chance to play right away as a freshman, um, you know, and that, that's ultimately what it came down to. I love that. So you get to Happy Valley, you kill it your freshman year, starting all 13 games. You know, was that adjustment, was that adjustment hard for you that first year or no? Uh, no, I think I just kind of, you know, kind of went with the flow of things, you know, I, you know, they, they brought me in there and they really wanted me to play. And, um, you know, I had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good upperclassmen, um, you know, when I got there, you know, all guys that kind of took me underneath their wing and, um, kind of moved me along pretty quickly to the speed of college lacrosse. And, uh, I'm a pretty quick learner. So I kind of caught up to speed on all that stuff and, you know, just tried to take advantage of all the opportunities that I got my freshman year. And, uh, you know, I had a pretty good freshman year and, and we had a decent team and, um, you know, I, you know, I was just enjoying it. College across was such a blast for me to play. And, uh, you know, we were in a pretty tough division. So we were playing tough games every single, every single week. And, you know, it was, it was awesome. My, my experience freshman year was great. You know, I think the spring ball and, and getting used to the speed of the game, which was a lot different from high school, you know, when you're yeah. playing, you know, team, you know, you're playing one or two good teams, you know, a year to, yeah. you know, now you're playing, you know, division one caliber players every single week. It's, it's quite a change. Uh, from high school to college so you know getting used to that and knowing that you know your your opponent's going to be uh you know as good as you are um yeah. but it was exciting it was a challenge so you know I was excited about that that was one thing for me like last year is like the speed of the game was so different you know growing up playing public school ball and then coming here where everyone yep. is as good as you like that's the biggest thing but you know do you kind of remember that freshman year like one eye-opening experience that really kind of made you feel like this is a high school ball. I got to step it up. Um, I think it was, you know, just, just watching the older guys. Um, you know, I remember watching these guys and, you know, you, you couldn't really take like, you could get by with a lot of stuff in high school, you know, <laughs> I mean, you didn't you, you, kind of lazy dodges and, uh -huh. you know, shooting with your off hand yeah. or, you know, like that kind of stuff or, or like really, you know, getting yourself to your, to your strong hand. You know, I was a lefty. So in high school, like, you know, I, I was able to get to my left hand probably 99% of the time. And, you know, you get, get to college and it's like, ah, these guys are forcing me to my right. And yeah. it's a little bit there? more difficult. So, um, you know, I, I think watching, watching uh, I, a kid, uh, Patrick Heim, he, he was a senior when I was there. He, he played a little bit in the MLL and indoor league. But, you know, he was this big physical midi that I remember watching a ton of and, and, and learned a lot from. Um, you know, shooting on the run, stuff that, you know, I didn't do a ton of in high school. You know, I yeah. was uh, catch and shoot and, you know, learning how to, you know, be a better shooter. But you know, in high school, it was, you know, you, you face maybe a, a good goalie, you know, maybe once, once a year, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, I was going against Drew Adams, who's, you know, plays for uh, Atlas. Yeah. Uh, no, not Atlas. Well, he's in the PLO right now. Yeah. But, um you know, and this guy's saving every single one of my shots, and it's like super frustrating. Confidence so, is out of there. Yeah, so like you know, just you know, learning how to you know, learning how to be a better shooter was definitely an adjustment for me. Yeah. So what what would you say throughout your four years there was kind of your your best lacrosse memory? You know, was it that first start freshman year, or was it like a big game you guys won? I'd say my my junior year we had a pretty good team. Uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of guys that came, uh, you know guys that came back, you know, a lot of veteran guys, like, you know, juniors, seniors, uh, a couple good underclassmen that came. 
uh, like, you know, Matt McCready's Jack Forrester, some, some guys that, you know, were pretty, they were studs in the, in Philly, the Philly lacrosse world. And, and uh, they came to Penn state and we had a really good team. And uh, we had a chance at, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, we had a chance. I think uh, we almost made the playoffs that year. I think we lost because we, we blew one early to uh, Robert Morris and like triple overtime and in a, in a blizzard. But my whole experience at Penn state was awesome. You know, I, all, all the guys that I played with, you know, I still keep in touch with to this day and, you know, I met my wife at Penn State, you know, so. She played lacrosse yeah, too, right? She did, yep. Yeah, she was a defender, the only All-American in the family. Uh, I was a pre, I was preseason, but she was a, she was a season All-American, so. There you go. She got that one on me. <laughs> I like that. So finishing up your four years there, and you decide to, to take that fifth at Monmouth playing football, you know, what was that decision like? Did you kind of just miss – having that rock in your hand or what was it? Yeah. You know what? So I, I redshirted my sophomore year. Oh, okay. And, uh, I had gotten hurt. Um, you hurt your ankle. So right? I had the extra year, but yeah. So I you know, got my ankle rolled up on like second game of the season and it just wasn't getting any better. So they decided to keep me out for the rest of the year. And so I had this year of eligibility and, uh, you know, my senior year, we weren't, you know, we didn't, we had a decent team, but we really, our record was, was terrible. And, um, you know, I was going to end up graduating. I was on pace to graduate and someone put the idea in my head to take the year of eligibility that I had and go play football. And, you know, and I just ran with it. Um, you, go. you know, got college, you know, got my old high school film, <laughs> you know, all the Send old DVDs that coaches. I had started sending it out to college coaches, got in touch with my high school coach. Um, you know, told him to call whoever he could and, um, you know, got the ball rolling with that and a couple of colleges, uh, you know, took the bait. Um, and, uh, you know, Monmouth ended up being one that, you know, the, the college that worked out and, you know, it was awesome because it was so close to home. You know, yeah. I, I grew up an hour and 20 minutes north of Monmouth. So, you know, it was exciting to play that close to home. So did you end up playing one or two seasons at Monmouth? Just one. Just one? Yep. Yeah. You, just a training. You, just got there in, in in the summer training camp, and and that was it. Just one. Season. Wait. So then, what did you? Know, why didn't you take that second season there? I only had one year of eligibility left. Okay. So, um, so I took that year, uh, graduated in the fall, and then uh, that summer, you know, just trained and trained and trained. Went to training and then went to training camp with you know at Monmouth and played that one season. Yeah. So do you think if nowadays, like let's fast forward or rewind back to you where you're at Penn State, you graduate and the PLL is a big thing, you know, do you think you take that route or do you think you still take that? I don't know. Route? I honestly don't know. I think uh, that that would be interesting, you know, because I love what they're doing in the PLL. You know, Rabel has done you know an incredible job, you know, with that, you know, with that league. And um, I, I mean, quite honestly, I probably would be playing in the PLL. I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't even second-guess it just because of, you know, it's on TV. You know, they're trying to do right by, you know, getting the guys, being able to pay these – you know, pay the guys, you know, enough money where, you know, they don't have to have another job. And it's not just a weekend thing yeah, that, you know, they just go yeah. and you know, go and play on the weekends. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun watching the PLL. And I have a lot of friends and, and a lot of guys that still that, – that are playing currently. So – uh, that would that would have been a tough decision. Football probably wouldn't even been on my mind at that point. <laughs> yeah. 
no that's so, that's cool to I'm, glad hear. It was, I'm glad it wasn't around at the time <laughs> yeah so like you said you graduate from penn state in the, in the spring uh, and then the summer you go to monmouth and train and then start playing with them in the fall you know what was that mindset yeah. only being with them for one year getting a chance to play football again yeah you know i i play i mean i i, mean, I played defense you know, I played uh, I, I, all training camp. I, I was on offense and I was, you know, special teams. It was like I was in high school again. I was on both sides of the ball. You know, our second game into the season, the coach asked me if I wanted to play corner. I said, you know, sure, why not? So yeah. I ended up playing most of the year at corner. Uh, I came in on like third downs and in the red area. And, you know, so, you know, it was a blast. And I, I was playing with kids and guys that I grew up playing against, um, cool. you know, some of the local Jersey guys that, you know, that I played against in high school. So, you know, I already knew a bunch of guys down there and, you know, it was fun. man. It was, uh, it was honestly, I enjoyed the experience a lot again, getting to play there. So then you go and drafted, you know, how did you kind of deal with that? You know, obviously that's, that's a huge part of your career. You know, so finished the season and we had a couple of guys that were going to train for the NFL in the combine. And I decided to give that a go and delay, uh, you know, my inevitable trying to get a real job. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, so I started training. I started training with these guys. And, you know, at the gym that I trained at, I trained at uh, when I was in high school, you know, growing up. And, you know, he had a, great. Whole, big, That's great. He had a whole big combine group. Um, kind of told them what I wanted to do. And, you know, they all looked at me with like, I had 10 heads, but I just trained, man. I, and I just trained for, you know, all the, you know, all those skills, you know, all the, the, uh, the 40, the, the three cone, the five ten five, you know, all that stuff that really was, that's what they looked at. You know, I didn't even think about playing receiver. It was really just trying to blow people away with all, you know, all the drills. And he had a connection at Fordham. And I was able to get in at Fordham College and go to their combine and, uh, you know, just did really well. And uh, from there, you know, got a couple of different calls. And this was during the lockout year. So I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't, yeah. you know, you, I did this, you know, in the winter and then didn't have, a, didn't hear anything else until August, you know, so it was, it was a crazy time, but uh you know, just kind of try to stay, you know, remain positive, just kept working out and eventually got a call from San Francisco and that they, they uh, took me as an undrafted free agent. That was okay. my, that was my first stop. Okay. So, so along the, in, in the league, I've heard you're kind of known as the freak, you know, working out a lot. You're, you're a big dude for your <laughs> position, you know, setting that NFL combine record as a wide receiver for 28 reps on 225 yeah. for bench, you know, is that something you're proud of? Is that something you brag about or no? No, no, I don't, I, I, you know, like maybe, maybe if I was a drafted guy, but like, that was just, I don't even, I couldn't do that now. I could tell you that much. I'm, yeah. I was, I was bigger back then. I was like 220 when okay. I was training for the combine, you know, and I was you know, lifting heavy and, um, you know, now it's all about recovery and I'm old now. So it's all about recovery <laughs> and trying to stay as fast as I can. But uh, the, the drills that, you know, that was the first thing that we did at the at that pro day. And I think that was something that just kind of took everybody by surprise. Also probably made people want me to work out at 
safety as well because you know they heard that I played defense in college as well. But you know that it was it was such a that, that was such a cool experience. Um, you know, getting to go to the pro day in front of all these pro scouts and you know taking the wonder like test that you hear so much about uh, and just being one of those guys that has to stick around to do extra. Uh, workouts you know I did uh, both corner or I did safety and and receiver there so it it was a it was a cool experience that you know I had gotten to that point at you know not knowing what was going to happen happen yeah so like you said you went from San Francisco and you bounced around to a couple teams and then you land in Miami um, and you get the nickname 7-Eleven you know how did that come to be it was you know that was my uh, third stop you know, going into this thing, I, you know, my my goals were, you know, to make a practice squad. Uh, that that was my original goal, and um, you know, we ha- I happened to have a uh, really good training camp, you know, in Miami. You know, and, and obviously having the hard knocks there was was great. You know, it was a lot of exposure for me. And Reggie Bush gave me the nickname Seven Eleven, so that you know that blew up and. You know, it, I had a great training camp and ended up actually making the practice squad that year. Uh, week three, I got cut, and uh, which was which was brutal. You know, because I felt like I had done everything I could to make that team, and um, you know, really felt like I was in a good position. But uh, you know, it is what it is. That was the, that was uh, that that's the reality of the NFL. You know, they're always looking for other guys, and they're always trying to find other people to replace you. So you just have to play better and, and do better so that, you know, you give them a reason not to. And, um, you know, I got cut and that one stung a little bit, but, you know, drove all the way back to Jersey probably 24 hours later and started working out again and just waiting for another opportunity. I love that. I love that. So 2012 to 2015, you're playing for the Bills. And yep. then 2016 comes and you're playing for the Patriots. You know, how different of a culture – is that from the Buffalo Bills to the Patriots? Uh, it was, it was pretty different. You know, I, I played for Buffalo. I played for a couple of different head coaches and offense coordinators, and you know, it's tough to develop a culture. You know, in in a year or two, you know, when you bring in a, a head coach. So, you know, Buffalo was great. I mean, they gave me my first opportunity to play, and you know, forever grateful for that. And, and you know, that staff there, and, you know, and all the GM and all those people, and. You know, when you got to New England, you could just tell the culture was different. You know, yeah. they, they, you know, Bill had been there, Tom had been there, you know, the the scouts, everyone, everyone had been there, you know, from the beginning, you know, when they started winning. And that whole winning culture that they have created over there, you know, you, the second that you walk in the door, you felt it, you know, from, from top to the bottom, you know, they were all about winning, no matter what it was, whatever they could do to win football games, that was, that's, that's what they were about. And, um, you know, it was, I mean, man, it was such a cool experience getting to play for that organization. Yeah. So you're at the Pats um, and you guys win two Super Bowls. You know, if you could pick one, one of you, if you could pick your favorite, was it the Falcons or the Rams one? Falcons. Falcons, yeah. Yeah, yeah hands down. <laughs> yeah, the, Ram, the Rams game was a, was a brutal offensive game for us. So <laughs> know, we what, were, what was that like, you know, <laughs> for you guys, like, you know, trying to make, trying to get something to go, trying to stir the pie, you know, trying to score and then just not. Yeah. Really produce you know, anything. it was just one of those games, you know, both offenses really couldn't get anything going that, you know, hats, you know, the defense is uh, on both sides of the ball were playing 
awesome that game. And that's, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. And, you know, we weren't totally used to that. You know, we, we had, you, know, you prepare for, you know, two and a half weeks for this game and you, you go into this with this big game plan and expecting to, you know, get all these big plays and score lots of points, but that just wasn't the case. So, you know, we just had to continue to grind it out. Defense made some huge plays in that game and we were able to make enough. Uh, you know, we had one drive that, you know, we just, we, Tom and, and Gronk and, you know, clicked on a couple of different things and we were able to put one in the end zone and we were able to just do enough to win that game. You know, it wasn't pretty, but, you know, we, we still got the job done. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And Belichick, you know, ha having that big relationship with, with the sport of lacrosse, did you guys ever go back and forth about the sport? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a big Hopkins guy. So Yeah, him and Ray. Once um, Penn State, I think it was like the second year I was there, Penn State started the Big Ten uh, in lacrosse. So, you know, it's it's actually kills me that I actually have to talk to an Ohio State Buckeye right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we always used to go back and forth a little bit when when uh, Penn State was playing Hopkins, uh, you know, because he used to have Petromala come to a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, he used to come to at least once a year, you know, which was cool. You know, again, the you know people from you know my you know where I had been, you know, I knew Petromala. He knew who I was, and you know, getting to see him, you know, he's such a great coach at Hopkins and. You know, when I first signed there, we, we talked about lacrosse probably for the first 10 minutes of, you know, my free agent meeting. And, cool. um, you know, he loves the sport and um, he's done a lot for the sport, you know, and, and um, you know, he's a big fan of Paul Rabel. And, you know, it's it's fun to, uh, you know, talk, talk not football with him and, and, yeah. and, you know, do something different, which is fun. I like that. So yeah. playing with both Tom Brady and Cam Newton, you know, Obviously, you've seen their work ethic crazy, but how are they different in that aspect? Honestly, I, I, their their work ethic is you know off the field. It, it's a guy like Tom. You know, I learned a lot from you know watching how he studied relentlessly and watching film, and um, you know he's been around for eighteen years. Guy's seen everything, um, and yet you know he's still watching film. Like you know, it was his yeah. first time. Um, you know, so I learned a lot from Tom, you know, watching him and, and how he went about his, you know, his business every single day. And, uh, you know, the guy was still doing individual drills, you know, trying to perfect his craft. And it's like, dude, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, you're like going to be going down as the greatest quarterback ever. And, and he's trying to work on his throwing mechanics, you know, constantly judging himself and constantly critiquing himself. So that was really cool to watch. And, you know, just to be in the same locker room as him. He was actually a locker next to me. So That's it was, it was cool being, um, getting to play on that team with all those guys. And, you know, I, I didn't get too much of a chance to, to play with Cam just because he was hurt the year that I was in Carolina, but you know, his work ethic is exactly the same. And from what I've heard, everything of him, you know, in new England, cause you know, still talk to those guys all the time. You know, he's relentless studying, working out, taking care of his body. And, you know, he's on a uh, – seems like he's on a mission this year to, uh, you know, prove a lot of people wrong that he can still play. And, you know, I, I definitely believe in him. You know, I, I really enjoyed my time with Cam while I was there watching him work. Yeah. You know, kind of 
flipping roles here, you know, your, your son growing up, Chase, um, wanting to yeah. follow in your footsteps, you know, do you ever kind of get worried about him growing up playing football and, and CTE being a big topic? Yeah, I'm going to pretty much force him to play soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, haven't really put too, too much thought into it. They do such a great job at the youth level now of, you know, keeping the contact out of it, you know, whether it's flying football and no contact and, you know, you play a contact sport and any contact sport and, you know, you, you put yourself at risk of having a head injury. Um, you know, so if, you know, Chase was wanted to play football, I, I would hope that, you know, I'd be able to teach him the right way, you know, to play the game, you know, take his head out of it and, and, avoid those those injuries but you know again you know they they've done such a great job at the youth level where they you know these kids aren't really banging their heads against the wall you know since they're eight years old which you know that's what we did when we were younger you know there wasn't flag and um you know they didn't have all that teaching you know you know all that education and all that stuff and you know we're we're much better off now with all the education that we have with with head head injuries so you know, obviously I would, I would love for him to, to learn the right way to play the game first before you, you know, put pads on and go bang around. Yeah. You think you'll definitely get him in lacrosse? Uh, whatever he wants. I mean, we got, I, we have every piece of sports equipment already and got lacrosse sticks, got T-ball sets, footballs, basketball. I mean, we'll everything. put everything in front of them and see what they like and whatever they like, we'll, we'll support I like that. Well, I got, I got two more questions. Last two, you know, you're, you're planning a dinner. There's five seats at the dinner. You're in one of them. You know, who are the other four you want at a dinner? And it could oh, be anyone. Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, Kobe. Okay. And actually I, I got a chance to meet Kobe uh, a couple years ago and it was like, really? this guy's not a different man. Uh, How'd you get yeah, to meet him? Yeah, the, he came into New England for he was he, he met with a we had like a leadership council, and uh, he came in and, and spoke to us, and that was that was awesome. It was such a I mean, he was telling us stories of just how you know, you think you're a good you know you think you're a real competitor, and then you listen to some of these guys talk, and you know they just take it to different levels. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, Kobe. Probably, probably Jeter. I mean, I'm a Yankees yeah. fan. Put Jeter in okay. there. I mean, all these guys. You know, I grew up watching. You know, grew up wanted to be like Michael Jordan and learn. You know, reading his books and you know watching a Netflix series now is yeah. is, is awesome. And you know, growing up a Yankees fan. You know, these all these guys. They're, you know, the thing that I loved watching and and learning about was their work ethics. You know, that was just so interesting to me. And, you know, kind of, you know, helped me kind of become the athlete that, and you know, person. You are today. Today. Yeah. Um, let's see. Two more. Uh, I feel like we should, you know, maybe Chris Farley will add a little comedy into there. Okay. I like that. You know, Switching it up. You know, you young guys probably, you know, Tommy boy and, uh, okay. you know, like, not a lot of you guys don't know, you know, his old movies, but that guy was hysterical. So he, I'm, I'm sure he'd give us a couple good laughs at okay. that uh, at that table. What about like a musician or anything like that? Um, like music? Not like, you know, I'm not super like big into music like that where, 
you know, I, I'd want someone at that dinner table at that with a bunch of competitors. I was going to say, my wife's in the background saying that my wife should be at the dinner table. <laughs> I was going to say my wife. Uh, wasn't, you know, she could be the, yeah, she'll be the fifth. Okay. She'll my be wife the fifth. Be I the like fifth. that. Yeah. There we go. She's, much, question. She's, even, she's more of a competitor than I am. So I'm sure she would love to, you know, talk shop with Kobe. And, there we and go. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> the last question, I think this is an interesting one. You know, if you could go back and travel back and do a time machine and go to any point in your life and give yourself a piece of advice, you know, what point would you go back to and what would you say to yourself? That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> Probably would. That's a tough one, Bob. That's a, that's a good one. I don't think I've ever even thought about that. You know what? I, I probably go back to when I first started this whole journey and just tell, just tell myself to remain positive and to, to work as hard as possible no matter what. You know, I used to, even when I, you know, on the bills or, you know, getting cut and, you know, things are, things were not always going to be great, you know, and I spent so much time worrying about, you know, are they going to keep six receivers? Are they going to keep five receivers? You know, do I have a shot to make this team? Can I make the practice squad? Are they going to cut me? I wish I'd go back and tell myself not to worry about that stuff and just play ball, ball. and be positive. You know, don't ever take any day for granted, you know, especially, you know, in the league, you know, it's a, such a cool experience to get to play in the NFL and it can be taken away from you so quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I spent so much time worrying about that and, you know, I wish, you know, if I could go back, I'd tell myself, don't worry about it. Just play. Right. You know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll be, and just keep working as hard as you can. And, and, uh, you know, things and good things will happen. That's probably yeah, that what I'll tell myself. Me up. I like that. <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much for hopping on the Pelp Talk podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a good night, all right? All right. You too. Bye-bye.